What's up, everybody? This is Storm Batiste. And this is B.A. And welcome back to Made Men. Hey, another week, another episode, Made Men Podcast, we here. <laughs> Coming to you from Harlem, New York this week. Bringing you everything that we think every man should know, no matter if you're white, black, skinny, or fat. These are the facts and everything that we think every man of the 21st century should know about savings, investing, dating, and everything else in between. Mm. Right? So this week... Uh, it's Father's Day. It is Father's Day. This is the Father's Day special of Made Man Podcast. Mm. And of course, uh, we have some special, special guests in the building. Some of my dearest friends. Okay. I'm going to let them uh, introduce themselves. So, uh, go ahead. Uh, my name is Khaled. I'm out of Gary, Indiana, Midwest. You know, just happy to be here. You know, so that's what's up. <laughs> and this is Thay. Coming to you from Harlem. You already know. <laughs> hey man, I gotta represent. I gotta represent. All the world, all day. All the world, all day. All the world. I convinced these Brooklyn guys, or oh, they live in Brooklyn, so. Jeff referred to me as a Brooklyn. To come to Harlem to shoot the cast for this week. That's all right, man. So anyway, we got special guests on the show this week because um, it's Father's Day, and uh, special shout out to all the fathers out there. Um, you know, keep doing what you're doing, working hard. We all expect to be fathers one day. Yep, pray for Adonis. Pray for Adonis. Pray for Adonis. Shots have been fired already early. But um, y'all know we can't break tradition. We like to start uh, with a quarter of the day just to get everybody thinking a little bit early. So every father should remember one day his son will follow his example, not his advice. I'm going to repeat that. So every father should remember one day his son will follow his example, not his advice. So, that's a good quote. I like that. Because for the last two weeks, we've been kind of coming up with the quotes because mm-hmm. we couldn't find any. But I like this one. This one This one is a little bit deeper. But before I even go into what I'm going to say, what you what you got for this? Anybody, feel free to step up first. I got a quote. I got two of them that my dad would always say. Okay, you following up with a quote. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I answer the quote with a quote. Forget our quote. Go I ahead. Great quotes, just because we're in the quote mode. So my dad would say, as like far as business was concerned, he would always say, "Hey, the uh, main thing is to make the main thing the main thing." And that's like if you if you got like if you have a business or like a product or like a service. Don't have 50 million things going on at like one time. Focus on one thing. Make sure that's running and like up and running stably and all that. And then focus on something else. Hmm. So Say that again. The main thing is the, the main, main thing or what? He said like the main thing is to make the main thing the main thing. So focus on one thing at a time and then make that your, uh, like the main thing that you want to focus on. So priority. Like priority. Prioritize certain yeah, things. Interesting. And then this other one was I'm gonna have, a, have to say like a bad word, but the other one bad was, word. He's gonna say a bad word. Yeah, we're gonna bleep him out. He said he would always say, if it's fucked up, that means you fucked it up. And then like that was always he would always challenge me on that to say, man, no, I don't blame nobody else for nothing. Always make sure like. Basically, put it back on yourself. You know take that saying? responsibility. Yeah, take that responsibility. Mm-hmm. Like, like, don't ever. Now, nah, I don't want to hear that somebody else made you do something. Now, nah, you are, have a mind of your own, so you thought about it and you acted on it. So, mm. 
own up to it. So you follow that you follow that example and advice? I still yeah. live by that twenty six mm-hmm. years in. I still yeah. live by that and that's what kinda keeps me on the straight path. And that's an interesting quote. I definitely uh, feel that one. Um you can't let others control your actions. And um I think sometimes we just fall victim to having to feeling like people's people make us act a certain way when stuff does affect us, but at the same time you control how you react the way somebody treats you. Like you either grow from it, you put up with the bullshit, like it's all on you. You control that. That's your responsibility how you react to that situation. Um, can I can I go back to the to the quote? Yeah, that I, was definitely, read at the I definitely am too. Go ahead. Because I really, really mess with that. Thank you for those thank, well, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. Thank you for that quote. Thank you for those two quotes. <laughs> nah, thank nah, you for those two quotes. But when we talk about setting it setting an example, people always usually tend to say one thing and do another mm-hmm. and when you talk about like fathers giving advice giving advice or listen to my words not, not my actions mm-hmm. but you know the opposite is going to happen because we all know the quote like actions speak louder than words right right mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I can hear you say one thing but if I see you doing something else I'm going to be like well you just giving me lip mm-hmm. I'm going to follow what you're doing mm-hmm. physically and you know I feel like I like that quote a lot like it, it definitely goes a long way I'm going to just follow what you said pretty much, man. You can talk all day long, but it really boils down to your example, what they see you do. Because they want to mimic you. You know, your son is, you know, essentially the mini version of you. They want to aspire like you're the hero. So, you know, you want to be like your hero in most cases. So, yeah, you're going to say a lot of stuff. You may not even understand half the stuff he's saying, but when you watch what he does, you know, you see you see mm-hmm. that your dad treats your mom well. You see that he actually cares. He asks the questions. He he checks on you. You know, he knows when when it's your feel. You know, whatever you mm-hmm. have going on, he remembers that stuff. You remember the way he acted, and those actions speak way louder than those words. And that's a lot of the time I feel like why, I no, that's why I feel like this quote is so important because a lot of words are said, but it's it's really just the example that you set for those people coming up behind you. Yeah. Um. So. I guess just my interpretation of that is just basically um, do what you mean. Uh, how, how, did, how did that other quote Do what quote you mean, up? mean what you say. Yeah, mean what you say. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I think it just falls in line with that quote. Like, uh, as a as a child, um, as a young man, like you're always absorbing everything that you see. You don't necessarily take in everything that you hear. So nine times out of ten, if you see somebody doing something, you're going to mimic those actions. Whether it's good or bad. You're gonna feel like that's okay, whether than somebody's been sitting you down and telling you like this is the way you should live your life. Mm-hmm. So definitely, just following somebody's actions is somebody's actions is all, are always gonna be more impactful than what somebody says. Okay, solid quote, solid quote. So, I guess now we kind of got that out of the way. I uh, appreciate y'all sharing with that. Let's go ahead and first of all, first before we do it, did y'all call y'all's dads today? I definitely did. Everybody call it dads. I called today? my pops this morning. I still gotta call my grandpa. You didn't call them right now. Did, you, did everybody call it dads? Definitely call pops. <laughs> definitely call pops. Yeah. I called my dad. He answered the phone, yeah. but it's cool because when you hear this, you don't realize what he messed up. So, <laughs> I guess just to dive into the topic, I mean, we all look up to our dads. Most of us do anyway. Uh, you probably have some positive stuff to say. You probably have some negative stuff to say, but uh, that's what we want to talk about. As, you know, as men coming up in the world, it's a whole different society, a different time that we're growing up in right mm-hmm. now. Mm-hmm. We talked about on the last podcast how in the baby boomer age, you know, men ran everything. And it was pretty much mm-hmm. just, uh, you know, men said this and you did it. And women kind of played a sport role. Mm-hmm. But now, uh, 
we struggle because women don't need us <laughs> for nothing. Mm-mm. And so we, as men, really need to pull it together and, and set the example for the men coming behind us. So what I want to talk about is the example that y'all's dad kind of set for y'all, yeah. you know, for me. And so it's, it's real simple. Pretty much just give me like two to three things that you feel like you really learned from your dad that you can apply to your life today that you do apply. That you like, do apply. Yeah, 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 you're talking about the quotes. And then some things maybe he didn't really teach you or some things that you definitely won't follow that you mm-hmm. didn't really feel like were things that you can contribute to to, to being positive in a yeah. relationship. So let's just kind of start off with the three things that, two to three things that you felt like that you applied today that your father taught you. So go ahead. We're going to start it off with they. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, I just want to say this episode is like, very very special to me because um like you said today's father's day uh my dad actually passed like two months ago so sorry to hear that nah i appreciate it um but yeah he just left he left behind a lot of things for me so were you saying uh things that uh your dad taught you pretty much that it would teach you to like set the example that uh going to follow <clears throat> pretty much just uh preparation you always got to be prepared mm-hmm uh, if we're going to go into quotes, he said, he always instilled in me, it's better to be prepared and not have an opportunity than to have an opportunity and not be prepared. Oh, it's powerful. Right? Mm. like that. One more time for the people in y'all the back. Quotes, man. <laughs> one more, y'all got quotes, man. Y'all got quotes. Go ahead, one more time. One more time. It's, it's one better time. to be prepared and not have an opportunity than to have an opportunity and not be prepared. And he will always say that. Like, you got you to be ready because you don't know when that moment mm. It's going to come mm-hmm. that could change your life. You got to be ready. Even if it, even if it doesn't happen, you were ready. Mm-hmm. That's way better than you getting an opportunity and, oh, I didn't know it was coming because, I don't know, you have, you got to be prepared at all times, ready for everything. Always got to be ready. Mm-hmm. Don't got to get ready. <laughs> Stay ready. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you don't got to get ready. Stay ready. Right. Um, that was just one of the main things and just uh, always uh, being honest. He always mm-hmm. tried to keep it a, a hundred with me as like a man single father raising me like i know it wasn't it wasn't easy i know it wasn't easy but he he put the work in and he showed that example like yo this is what you got to do so I, I definitely thank him for that and he left me with words of wisdom poems mm-hmm. on the wall it's just it's crazy so i definitely appreciate him and everything that he did and i'm like i'm gonna follow him to a t mm-hmm. And how many people could say that? Did, was there anything you felt like maybe he did teach you that you probably learned on your own? When you got a little bit older, you feel like he pretty much... You feel like he prepared you yeah. like, to become a man. I did. Yeah. yeah. I, I definitely feel like mm-hmm. he did. Because he was a little bit older. Mm-hmm. Um, he was like... He was like four, He was in his 40s when he had me. So he, like, he was born in 1950. Jeez. Oh, so he saw, hey, he Ooh, saw a lot. Wait. <laughs> <laughs> the late bloomers. Yeah. <laughs> the late bloomers. <laughs> Understand. <laughs> So he like saw a lot, especially as like a black man growing up in the climate mm. that we're in right now, like dealing with the police and everything, make, always making sure you have your ID on you, mm. like and telling me that it's not fair. Of course, it's not fair, but that's the way it is, and we got it. We got to mm. fight it in our own little ways. Mm. Appreciate that, man. Uh, yeah, appreciate that. I wish I could agree hundred percent on all of that stuff with my situation, but with me, man, it's a whole different dynamic. So with me, man, um, I guess the memories that I had of my dad were when I was really, really young because he bounced after a certain amount of time. My mom was essentially the mom and the dad of the family. But 
And I've also had a lot of different father figures. So I don't just like to just give one person credit because a lot of people helped me to grow in different parts of my life, in mm -hmm. different stages. And so I can just pick and choose from each one of them some of the things that I took away. And I had to think really hard about this because for a lot of the time, for a lot of times I didn't respect, you know, any of my fathers because my mom, at the end of the day, all the mess they talk, she was the one clothing us for school, feeding us, giving us lunch money. You know, she was there. Yeah. Everything. Seven kids. I'm, I'm from one to ten, but it was seven in the household at that time. Can you imagine yeah. one woman, you know. Superheroes, man. Sure. <laughs> they are, man. Oh, mm -hmm. they are. But which is why which is why a woman will always want mm -hmm. not need a man. <laughs> not need a Damn man. Superhero. They won't. <laughs> and I believe that cause from personal experience. But I guess if we talk on a positive note, what my dad taught me, I would say that he taught me trust, firstly. Because, um, first of all, I couldn't tell my mom nothing because I feel like she couldn't relate to it. Mm. You know, so if I, I started, you know, liking girls and stuff at a certain time, I didn't want to tell my mom it was weird. Or it was, uh, she, couldn't, she couldn't really relate. And so I, it's I would inter go to, it's, in, oh, it's interesting that you say that mm -hmm. because, like, when I was growing up, when I was uh, coming up with my mom, like, after my dad, when, after they got divorced, like, she was the one I would go talk to about girls. That's crazy. And she would be the one to sit down and, like, try to have conversations. Like, with It'd be weird the women that I bring home. It was weird for me. Yeah, like, she used to, like, try to pull them to the side because I used to mess with hood rats. And she used to be like, to I'm dead serious. Like, she used to try to pull them to the side, like, yo, like, how can I help you? Like, what are your, what are your dreams? Like, what are you trying to do? How can I be instrumental since you're talking to my son? So, like, that's, that's just interesting. Oh, she was yeah, dead for real. That's yeah, just... like, my mom, my mom was, like, different. She was different. But anyways, continue. No, nah, that's wild. Like, my mom was not there. My mom always tried to relate to me, but I think I kind of shut out a little mm -hmm. bit because it was just weird to me. I like, you can't talk to me about the stuff that I'm looking at on these women because you're a woman. I don't want to disrespect you because mm -hmm. you're my mama. And so I would go visit my dad. And when I went over there, I could tell this man everything. This man was giving me condoms, you know, <laughs> telling me how to use and everything. You know, I ain't know nothing. Yeah, you know, I'm going through different changes and stuff. And so... I feel like I could tell him everything. He was like, no matter what you do, because I lied to him one time. He was like, whatever you, whatever you do, don't ever lie to me. Because if you get in some stuff, I'm not going to be able to get you out if I don't know the truth. I don't know what happened. Mm -hmm. I was like, yeah. cool. I mean, that may make a lot of sense. So my dad is the one that kind of taught me that I can trust people. Like, Because for a while, I did tell one of my other father figures something. He just go back and tell my mom everything. And so that was kind of... He was like, snitching. Yeah, 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 one chance. He was like, no, you can tell me everything. I'm like... For real, and my, you know, I'm gullible at this time. Yeah. <laughs> but this happened, and, you know, and then he's like, "Yeah, I'm never. I would never tell your mom that." She come to me the next day trying to relate to me, and well, it got real awkward. So I couldn't tell him that no more. But mm -hmm. so trust. The second thing is uh, hard work. For as long as I can remember, um, my dad had two jobs. He uh, was a fireman one, and then he was also he owned a medical supply company. And so with a fireman, Sheesh. I don't know if y'all know how this works, <laughs> but Sheesh. they are going from the house like three days at a time, or three-day increments or two-day increments, depending on where they work. And so he would be gone working. And then when he got back from the fire department, he going to the medical supply, the, the you know, medical supply joint. And so he working and working 60, 70 hours a week. And this man just never gets tired and never, you know, just doesn't stop. And I'm just like, how is he not wiped out after all this time? My mom had four kids coming into a relationship with him. And so on top of that, on top of all these jobs, he still got to handle all these kids too. I'm just like, man, I don't know how you're doing it. This you man must be a you know, must be Superman because I, I just don't understand how it can happen. But yeah, hard work, man. That's what I can really relate to. He mm -hmm. taught me that no matter how hard it gets, man, just do it. Right. Just get that's it okay. done. If you stop, yeah. that's when it stops. So I was just like, man, 
I got to keep going and until I reach where he was with all of this stuff that he had to take on. He's still doing it. Then I'm not going to complain about nothing less than that. Right. So that was the second thing. Uh, and then the third one, and I think we can all relate to this. I mean, uh, yeah, the third one is just to stand on your one, to be a man. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah 100%. To be a man. Yeah. Like uh, <laughs> my dad, he used to be in jiu-jitsu. I don't know if y'all know too oh, much about that. Level. That's next level. That's next level. Man, that's next level. Was, I, I ain't learned none of the moves. Damn, I was like, this is what you're supposed to do when this happened. I'm like, I'm I'm like 12 years old. I don't know what that move is. You know, a suplex or whatever that is. But he was, uh, he would teach me all these moves and stuff like that. And he, at the end of the day, he was just telling me, man, I don't care what they say. Don't let nobody punk you. I ain't saying you got to win every fight, but don't let nobody punk you. We ain't raising no sissies. You see what I'm saying? And so, Ooh, sissies. Mm, Break that down. What's a sissy? A sissy is just a weak individual. That's anybody. It's mm-hmm. just somebody that just lets mm-hmm. people walk over them. Mm-hmm. They lack confidence in a backbone. They don't speak up for themselves. Mm-hmm. And so he said, whatever you're feeling, just do it. And if somebody got something to say, stand on your one. You may not be right, but don't ever let anybody disrespect you. Because mm-hmm. you only get one chance to set the tone. You only get one chance to do that. And so mm-hmm. once you teach people how to uh, treat you, then that's how they're going to do it. So... At the, at the end of the day, man, I just had to stand on my one. So, so real quick, so yeah. like standing on your one, like at a, did he like teach you what that meant? Like did he just man, did he just yeah, say yeah. it? Did he just did he like really teach you what that meant, or did what he what he just say it? Because the thing is, like mm-hmm. as a teenager, as a child, when your pops just tells you like Yo, stand on your one or stand on your manhood. Mm-hmm. Like, can you really interpret I mean, what I'm, that I'm means? I'm saying stand on your one because, like, you know, I, I know why you're yeah, saying yeah, 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 it. Yeah, yeah. I get why you're saying so it. But I think he showed, like you said, the example you show instead of just saying it. So my dad, whenever we got into an altercation, I think this dude at my school one time, um, he said something. My sister was in a driving class. Our driver's ed. And dude said something to her. Wow. And, and she talked. She was crying and stuff. She got on the phone with my dad. My dad just asked her, where, where are you right now? And he didn't even ask her what happened. He said, where are you right now? Do you know this man drove from Biloxi all the way to Alabama just to come talk to this teacher? First of all, you got to tell people Okay, so Biloxi is like 45 <laughs> minutes, like easily, in a car mm. back in Alabama. So that's not a short distance. Mm. This man drove all the way from Biloxi to come talk to this man. And at that moment, man, I was like, I want to be just like that dude. Because he just looked this man dead and I said, I don't know who, he, you know, he cursed yeah, him out. Like so that. he ain't doing it the way he's probably posed to. But yeah. like, man, I don't know, I don't know, you know where you came from, but you ever in your life. Talk to my daughter like you lost your mind again. The dude flustered. He's a, he's a, you know, it's a white mm-hmm. guy. He's just all red. He's like, no, I, 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 yeah, yeah, you, you didn't. Right. You didn't. You messed up. You <laughs> got <laughs> away. You, you messed up. And right. so at that moment, man, I ain't say nothing. I was just like, yo, that's my, <laughs> that's my dad right there. <laughs> so y'all know. Right. And, so, and so that that was kind of how he showed me mm. that you don't you protect yours. So if it's your family, it's your sisters, your mama. Like, people like to joke, oh, you got to find mom and stuff like that. If you don't joke like that, you don't like that. You don't have to take that. Yeah, to I'm not there. saying pick a fight with everybody. Yeah. yeah, my mom, yeah. I used to hate that, too. We ain't even yeah, going to get yeah, that. Yeah, <laughs> everybody, yo, they stole my mom. <laughs> I hate that. But at the end of the day, man. <laughs> I feel you, bro. Yo, I feel you. Nobody, nobody I'm going to come up to school and everybody <laughs> like, yo, who mama that is? Right, like, yo, I used to me so tight. Like, I hate that, man. But at the end of the day, he showed me. Rather than telling me, I'm never going to forget mm. that example, man, because that, that meant so much to me in life. I was like, I'm never going to be anything less than that. Mm. And that don't mean be stupid. It just means, you know, don't let nobody disrespect you. Now, there's different ways to handle that. So that's what he taught me. I guess some of the things that I did really feel like I learned from my dad is, uh, and I don't know if it had something to just do with the time they were brought up in, but just how to be like, how to treat a woman that you love. 
Because, I mean, they were in, you know, they were out in the yeah. house. You know, my dad, he said he loved my mom. He don't take her to birthday dinners and cook for us sometimes, stuff like that. But it was just so inconsistent that I didn't even know. Yeah, like, that's interesting that you bring that up because it's just that when my parents were married, I had uh, I had never really seen it. Like I never saw like mm-hmm. how they. I yeah. just I just saw them provide, mm-hmm. but I never saw how they were like intimate. Or intimate, like, like intimate, they were yeah. together. Like I'm doing something for your anniversary. Yes. Like we having an anniversary party. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It'd just be like yeah, we, we provide for y'all. And later on, I just found out like he he'll just tell me straight up like, listen, I probably married her for the wrong reasons. Like I had we had a kid, mm-hmm. so I just wanted to step up. See, and we weren't. And he'll he'll be straight up like, yeah, we probably weren't right for each other. But at mm-hmm. that time, mm-hmm. like that was the thing that I was supposed to do as a man. Mm-hmm. So, but it was just interesting because I never like looking back, I never saw them just really be intimate. Like she was like this stone face, mm-hmm. no no emotion. He was like yeah. super emotional. And I was like, yo, how did y'all end up together? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. That's wild. That's real. So I, I didn't know how to do that. Actually, I'm still learning on how to treat a woman that you really care about. Uh, and I'm not even going to get too deep into that, but that's just one thing. Like, I can't I can't think of one example. I mean, they, he did nice things mm-hmm. for her, but I mean, none of them stuck, you know? Everybody mm-hmm. was always, they, they left and nobody stayed. So it's just like my mom was always complaining about this. That I only saw the negative pretty much. Of a lot of their relationship, mm. but it was I saw a positive in my life and how they brought me up. But as far as them together and loving each other, I see that sometimes. But it wasn't really like a really good example. I feel mm. like to me, the second thing um, is just how to be like. I don't even know how to really word this, but it's okay to not be so hard all the time. Like to have feelings. In other words, mm. dude, it's okay yeah. to have feelings. Like for a long time, I thought if you cried, man, that means you was a sissy. Like. <laughs> Sometimes, you know, like, when you cry, like, you show emotion and you weak like that. It's just like, man, you weak. Toughen up. Tighten up. You know, that's what a lot of my dad told me. Suck it up, you know? But sometimes it gets to a point, man, like, everybody go through it, man. It's it's a mental thing. Like, I had it one time since I've been here that I can think of where, and I'm, I'm like, the most confident person that I know. You know, I ain't giving myself no accolades and nothing like (laughs) that. This guy. This guy. (laughs) But I'm one of the most, but nah, man, I broke down one time. I broke here? down, and it's not nothing about physics. It's, yeah, here. Here in, in the city. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm talking to all these big business owners, CEOs, people in these high positions, and I start feeling like I wasn't good enough to talk to them, but I didn't mm-hmm. really know how to channel that energy. That shit just came out. And then I talked to one of my friends, uh, Root to the Bros, my uh, my tail dog. He'll mm-hmm. preach about mm-hmm. me. You know, he'll preach and stuff <laughs> like that. Um, but yeah, now he talked to me. He's like, it's okay, man. Just let it out. I felt better after that. I mean, my dad, he always had that, like, you got to be tough, man. Suck it up, you know? Mm-hmm. And I get it. And, you know, you get it. Yeah. Man, you don't want, like, a sissy, you know, soft, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. But that was one thing I really couldn't uh, get from him. And then the last thing, I guess, was uh, how to handle conflict. Mm-hmm. Um, whenever he got into a, he was upset with something, and it just didn't work. Um, they were gone. <laughs> they dealt. It was peace out. It was gone. So mm-hmm. I didn't really know how do you work through that conflict when you don't agree with your Yeah, how you talk house. about it. Yeah, like, yeah, how do y'all yeah. talk that out and where it works? You just leave. So, <laughs> <laughs> I don't really know how that works, man. Like, don't want to deal with it. Don't want to deal with it. You leave. Then we obviously know that's not the right way to do mm-hmm. it. Yeah. Uh, so that's just what I took from that. So uh, I guess what I learned is he would say, Women and children can be careless. Men cannot. Mm. So what? I'm about to write. I'm about to start writing. Like, let, like we can just start yeah, writing these down. Yo, let me know what's coming. This bro. man got a quote for every day of the week. Hey, yo, like my man used to just hit me with those. Like mm. they was like like punches. Like he knocked me out with them joints all the time, yo. So 
So yeah, so he would so all, say, wait, say it again. So I'll he would fall, say, say women, women and children can be careless, men cannot. So he always saying, man, focus on, just always be like mindful. Like don't don't be out here loose. Like always be focused. Always kind of just know what's going on. Like don't be leaving your stuff around the house. He would tell me as a shorty. So. Like he was, you know, being careless was leaving your stuff around the house, not folding up your clothes, like like not washing the ditches. Like after I told you to take the garbage out, don't forget not to take the garbage out. Like that's being careless. Like I told you, that type of stuff. And then he will, uh, yo, can I jump in yo, real quick? Yeah, yeah. That's tough. Yeah, I just want to jump in real quick too. So that quote, I love that quote, <laughs> but I know a lot of people that's gonna have a lot. A lot of the listeners are actually women. Yeah. Believe it or not, they gonna eat you up for that. No, you know what it is. <laughs> and then look him and see. I like I, I can understand why they would do that. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? But he would just he had, I, I think he got that quote from a movie. He like got that quote from a movie. I just can't think of the movie off the top of my head. But, <laughs> but look, that <laughs> movie <laughs> The Trump is Yo Yo, so look, he like got that from a movie. But the like movie that he got it from, that was like an older movie. I think it was like Godfather. Godfather looked like the first one. And mm-hmm. I think that one came out in the uh, 70s, right? Mm-hmm. So you got to think during that time period, men are the breadwinners. Women yeah. are the ones yeah. to stay yeah. at home. Yeah, for sure. so, so that was just the thinking back then. So at the at the root of it, he wasn't trying to say that women like aren't like... He wasn't trying to downplay women. Mm-hmm. That's that's That wasn't the meaning of the, mm-hmm. of the quote. It was It was more so to say... Just always be focused. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Be- mm-hmm. Because you're going to be taking care of a family. Fact. They have the luxury of doing that. You don't. You have should to provide that luxury. Yeah, of right. not caring. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. 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 yeah, you know what I'm saying. So yeah. that was one of them. So yeah, we had to clean that up. Yo. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I was with you on this road. Hey, hey, yo, I was with you on this road. Shout out to all the women that's like making men clean up their quotes and all that. Make sure you think. Well, wait, 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 wait. Did they find it? You found the quote. Yeah, I found what a quote. What's the quote from? Godfather. The Godfather. Yeah, Godfather. Godfather. <laughs> Godfather. Yeah, the Godfather. I'm thinking your dad just got the got the hey, 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 That man should write a book. You got to clean funny. it up a little bit. Hey, that's fair, man. We did have to clean that up a little bit. So don't kill me, yo. I'm sorry, don't kill me. So uh, something I didn't learn from him is probably the. I'm sorry. Uh, something I didn't learn. From him was probably uh just kind of have one woman in your life rather than like multiple. Oh, I can't wait to hear this. Just kind of be like spicy. A, <laughs> yo, growing up, my father was, for lack of a better word, like a player. Like it was a different car in front of the house every night. Like he had multiple women. He would tell us, "Look, if I if I tell you to speak to her." Then you know you know she won't be here for a while. But if I if you ain't got to speak, you know it's just a oh, one yeah, night thing. Big E, Big E. You just know you know you just know it's, it's just kind of like a one night temporary thing. So like I didn't never hate my dad for that, but I was like, man, I don't know. This, this might not really be for me. You know what I mean? So I I just kind of what I learned to do was just kind of focus on woman like one woman. At a time and just kind of deal with that, you know. What I mean, I didn't, I didn't ever want to have like a rotation or like a team or like she, she here for this, she here for that. At least he told mm-hmm. you, yo, mm-hmm. no, he always had you wonder. Cap it a buck, yeah. The same quote that your dad said about don't lie to me, mm-hmm. like because I'm the one that can get you out and all that. The same quote my dad told me. Mm-hmm. So he, 
just he showed me his good, his bad. Yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? He like, I ain't perfect. Like you, it's it's mm. it's things you're gonna love about me. That's big. And it's things you're gonna hate about me. But I'm gonna show you everything. Mm. You know what I mean? So I that's probably what I learned. And then another thing that I learned from him, uh, that I haven't quite put into practice yet, but since I have a younger sibling now, I'm able to pull more things quickly. Uh, it's just it's it's just how to parent, mm-hmm. and then, and then, mm-hmm. and and just how to manage your children as they get old. As far as like this world is ever changing, how to like okay, my so when you have a six year old or a seven year old, you got to discipline them. When once they start getting in, into teenage years, you got to start grooming them for high school and like giving them more like uh, mm-hmm. things to do, yeah. stepping up. Mm-hmm. Then once they get to be about eighteen. 19, now you got to switch the whole parent up. Now it's managing your child. Mm-hmm. Now it's like, all right, like, you don't have to be in by a certain time, but you know what time you need to be in. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. Once you get into college, I'm not really telling you nothing. Like, you mm-hmm. got to, like, I'm going to guide mm-hmm. you at this point, but I'm not, there's no, like, no stay in the house, like, none of that. Like, I'm going to manage you. Now Now I'm giving you life lessons. And then now that, you know, we, we, we right, now I'm 26 and now that's my business partner. Now he has to parent a complete different way. Yo. So he still got to be my father, but also he, he still got to let me be a man and be my business partner as well. So that's yeah, your, your dad, was, it just seemed like he was so strategic with his yo, approach yeah, as yo, far as raising yeah, you. Yo, a lot of strategy was involved. A lot <laughs> like of it was a lot strategy. of tough love, yeah, but, but it, was all it took time it was for you to understand. Yeah. And it's crazy because like we used to talk about it like when you graduated, like yeah. the way he would treat you. Yeah. And like you have to like check him sometimes yeah. like, yo. Yeah, I'm, I'm grown. Like exactly. you can't talk to me no more. Exactly, man. You can't talk to me like that no more. Exactly. So it's just interesting to see like how strategic that he was in uh, raising you. Yeah, and you don't get that a lot. Like I feel like a lot of men are out here like just winging it. Exactly. And I know like being a parent, mm-hmm. you winging it most of the time. Yeah, period. Yeah. True. But right. it seems okay. like your dad had like a. Alright, I'm about to have a boy. You got a concrete yeah. plan. So yeah. let me lay out this plan as far as what he should know, what he shouldn't know. Right, and then so. And now, like, I have younger siblings now, so I have a six-year-old brother and, like, a three-year-old sister. So now I'm now I'm watching him. I'm able to pull directly from, okay, you don't, you just, you don't got to beat your child right away. You know what I'm saying? You don't got to hit him off mm-hmm. the bat. You know what I'm saying? So, okay, I'm going I'm to give you some chances, and then after that. And then he would always say, like, once you get to be about three, I'm going to start popping you. Once you turn, like, why you two and all that, I'm going to just, you know, let you do your thing. Once you get about three... I'm gonna do that. This is just what this is what you realize. Like yeah. actually, he yeah. told you. Well, I'm, just, I'm just watching all this naturally. Oh. Like he didn't. He did, he's not telling me anything. Okay. But I'm okay. like seeing this seeing because, because his I, actions. His yeah. actions. I'm just following his actions. So, you know, that's a that's probably what I'm carrying out into it. I guess I really like the the part where you were kind of talking about how even though your dad was bringing around so many you know different women, different cars, friend house stuff like that, you didn't really let that directly affect the path that you were gonna choose in life. Like, just because you was doing that, you decided, well, I mean, I don't want all these different women coming around. I just want one. So now for your brother, your little brother and your little sister, you can set the example for them. That, you know, the example that you feel is the right one to set. So, I mean, it sounded like that strategy your dad had, you know, just relaying everything. And and at this certain age, I'm going to do this. You are now applying that strategy to them. Exactly. So, like, so one thing that that my dad used, he used two classic movies that I'm sure every black person is saying <laughs> more movie quotes more Let's movie go. yo so he used to teach us off like boys in the hood and like menace to I forgot the name. yeah, he, yeah he would teach us he would, he would teach yeah, us I forget the last bro my word. bad bro I forgot the <laughs> last word menace to so uh, yeah but he would he would teach us off that so he would like so different parts of the movie 
he for he would pause it and say, okay, look, you don't want to be in this type of scenario. If you get into this type of scenario, you want to handle it like this. You know what I'm saying? So we'll play the movie some more. You know what I'm saying? Like, and then he say, yo, like you always want to have a condom or something like that when you're involved with this right here. And then so he would always, since he didn't have, like we, even though we lived in the hood, he didn't let me be in the hood like that. He was like, you know, he, he didn't like lock me in the house, but he just kept, nah, you already know, don't go over here, don't don't go over here. But as I get older, mm -hmm. I'm still going to be Definitely. somewhat in the mix. So he still got to teach me what to do just in case I get in those type of uh, things. So he would just use those type of movies and break That's them dope. down to me. So, That's dope. Yeah, that was a, you know. That's yeah. a crazy balance right yeah, there. Yeah, crazy balance yeah. right there, so. Yeah. Shout out Big E, bro. Really Big E. Dude, e. Pretty dope, Big by the e. way. Yeah, like, pretty dope. dope. Shout him out. I'm about to call him again. Like, <laughs> <laughs> bro, shout out to you, man. So that's fair. Yeah. All right. So I guess uh, we can kind of get into my points. Uh, so I have about three. So um, my dad is actually the flip. He's the he's the complete opposite. So my mother was like the hard nose, like. You know, like he's the opposite of how your mom he, is. Let me talk about. Let me talk about. I was about to explain it. So let me Let me know. Let me know. So, so my mother was actually like the one that was hard on me. So she was the one that always taught me, like showing emotion was a weakness. If you're gonna get anything done, you got to do it on your own. Like you don't need nobody. My dad was the complete opposite of that. He's the one that actually taught me about emotion. So my my dad like everybody loves this guy like he's like super emotional he's super caring he's super selfless and that was something that I was surprised that I would see from a man like growing up like because everybody that I knew that had a dad was they taught them like listen like you don't show emotion you don't you don't stay with one woman you don't do this you don't do that. Like, he was the one that really stepped up and was like, listen, like, it's really okay to show emotion. Like, it's okay to put yourself in somebody else's shoes and try to see the world from their perspective. And he was the one that was always just like, whatever you do, you got to do it with love. And um, that was something that I really appreciated from him. Like, I talked to him today. And, like, this is stuff that I've been thinking about years and years over time. Because I used to be, like, super bitter at my pops, like, after they got divorced. So I would, mm -hmm. like, just talk shit about them all the time. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But, um, you know, like, looking back, like, I wouldn't have that emotional component if it wasn't from him. Like, because my mom taught me all logic. Like, all just, like, listen, it's a doggy dog world. Like, you got to get your own. My dad was the one that sat me down and was like, listen, like, if you're going to invest in something, if you're going to invest in somebody, like, make sure you lead with emotion and not logic. Mm -hmm. Like, of course, logic is important. But remember, that emotional component is also important because that's how you grow as a person. That's how you really get out of your comfort zone. And, um, like, I really, like, appreciate him for that. Like, I told him that today. Like, listen, like, like you know, you know, Cheryl, she was tough. Like, she was tough. She was always hard-nosed. Like, listen, like, don't cry. Because if you cry, I'm going to give you something to cry about. She was that. She was that. But once like, once I was done crying, my dad came through like, listen, like it's okay. Let it out. I know you're upset at her, but let's talk about what happened. He was the one that actually told me, like, um, listen, if you need to talk to somebody outside of me, let's go to therapy. He was the one that actually got me in therapy. Because at one point, he was just like, you're not talking to anybody, and it's not healthy at all. You seem like you're depressed, so do you want to go to therapy together? 
Mm. How often do you experience that from a man? Yeah. How often do you experience that from a man? Like he was sitting, like he was sitting in therapy with me, like, and I wouldn't say nothing, but he would just be like, "Listen, like, say what's on your mind. Like, you want to talk about this? Let's talk about this." And I'm eternally grateful for him for that, because one day I just started talking. I was in therapy. Like, everybody was feeling like we wasn't going to get nowhere. And I just started talking. And he, that was probably the happiest he's ever been. I've ever seen him been. No matter of fact, today was the happiest I've ever been. Because I was able to talk to him. We talked we talk for a minute. We talked about, like, the past. Yeah, yeah. How the divorce played out when he was in the house. Like, what he was going through during that time. And he was just like, yo, this is the greatest um, Father's Day gift, like, I can get. Like, he said, fuck everything else. Yeah. Like, he was just like, for you to just say that. And like, I, cause I, cause I don't, I don't, I don't, exp- I still have trouble expressing myself, yeah. but as I'm getting older, I'm getting better with it. But he was just able to really sit there and just say like, listen, like he did, he damn near cried. Like when he got off the phone, he was like, like I heard him like when he, before he was hanging on the phone, he was like, wow. Like, cause I'd never like talked to him like that because we used to just like sit in the car, not say nothing to each other. But he was the one that instilled in me emotion. Understand, like it's okay to have an emotion. It's okay to cry. It's okay. It's okay to need somebody. It's okay to just sit up and just say how you feel. Like ain't nothing wrong with that. You ain't always got to be the the toughest dude in the room. And that's what my mother taught me. You gotta you like listen. You don't want to see know how to move in a room full of vultures. Mm-hmm. So basically, like she taught me, like everybody's always out to get you for the most part. Don't mm-hmm. trust nobody. Mm-hmm. But he was the one that was just like. Listen, like, if you don't trust nobody, you're going to be a lonely motherfucker. Oh, mm-hmm. You're going to be a lonely motherfucker. Hey, yo. <laughs> like, he was, like, I didn't, like, until, like, this age, this is when I experienced, like, 20, being 26, this is when I experienced, like, yo, like, if I didn't have him, mm-hmm. I would be a robot. I was about to say, what do you yeah. feel like you would be right now if you didn't? I would, I would just be a robot. I would just be a robot. I'll probably be unmo- emotionally just unavailable, period. And for him to just take that time to just really invest in me, help mm-hmm. me grow, and uh, just saying, like, and even, like, when, when it came to women, like, he didn't talk to me too much about women because he had, you know, he had his thoughts on the side when my parents got divorced, so, like, that's natural. <laughs> I'm sorry, yeah. was, that, was that thoughts? Thoughts. What's the thoughts? That whore over there. Oh, or that hoe over there. That hoe, I'm sorry, that hoe over there. Or the hood owns that. I But, uh... But, uh, yeah, like, he would just tell me, he'd just tell me straight up, like, he'll, he'll know, like, when, um, because, like, in high school, like, when I had my, when different chicks I was messing with, like, uh, he'll, like, ride them around town, like, we'll be riding around town, he'll be riding around with us, he'll drive us around just before, before I have my license, but he'll just sit up and tell me, like, yo, she got your nose wide open, you need to be careful. Like she oh, might not be the best thing for you. He didn't, and he didn't, and he didn't, and he didn't do that as like, <laughs> as like just trying to like tell me like don't trust. He was just saying like just be aware. Like I can see like you really into this woman. I'm giving you the game just for be, free, just, man. Just be yeah. careful. That's what it is. But anyways, man, you're telling the future, man. Man. <laughs> you got you got to see it for yourself. Yeah, I'll tell your dad. Yeah, man. my dad was he was a. Hey, I didn't appreciate him until I was twenty six years old. That's usually how it goes. Yeah. So. Mm-hmm. so the second thing he taught me was just how to be a provider. So, my dad, he worked for uh, CTA, Chicago Transit Authority, and he was um, he was a bus driver, train driver, and he became a supervisor, and then he ended up working for the union. Mm. So, he'd been working at his whole career. He's retired now, but he was working at his whole career. But that man would be up Monday through, Monday through Friday, and sometimes Sunday, 
from 5 a.m. to 5 p.m. Just out here, just grinding, grinding, grinding. And just to see him come home and embrace his kids because because my OG was taking us through hell. And he'll come home and just move the whole situation. I'm like, yo, what's good? Like, how y'all day going? Y'all want to go out for ice cream? Like... He was an amazing individual in that mm-hmm. way. Like, he made sure, like, we had the things. Like, we didn't always get the things that we wanted, but he always made sure that we had the things we needed. Mm-hmm. Roof over the head, yeah, yeah. food on the table. Like, after coming home after work at 5 p.m., you could say, like, I'm going to bed. Like, I've been up I've been up since 5 a.m. He came home, cooked pot roast, mm-hmm. cooked macaroni, yeah. put broccoli in there. Like, that was, like, his core. That was, like, his clutch. Like, that's mm-hmm. what he did. But um, he just knew how to be a provider. Like, he just had this uh, balance, I guess. Like, he was able to, you know, separate him being tired. He'll be like, he'll tell me, like, from time to time, like, yo, like, get out my face. But most of the time, he'll always embrace me. Like, it'll just be like, listen, like, uh, yeah, let's uh, let's talk. Like, just being a provider. Like, always just being, having that roof over our head, making sure we were taken care of. Even when he couldn't afford to send us to, like, pu- public schools after, uh... No, private schools school, after yeah. uh, after third grade. Mm-hmm. He just was like, "Listen, like I'm gonna find the best public school for you mm-hmm. and put you in that." Keep it real, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So that was another thing, just being a provider and just really patience. Like um, that's the last thing. That's tough, man. So um, he taught he taught me to really just be an empathetic person. So uh, a little bit of the emotion, but having patience is a virtue. So, um, mm-hmm. him just really uh, teaching me to not be a react, not always reacting to something that I may not like, but really taking the time to really hear somebody out and being able to understand their uh, worldview. That's what helps you grow as a person. Like, he had plenty of individuals that he, when he was a, a union rep, he always had to uh, defend individuals who were doing like, Dumb shit on the train. So it, they'll be like, just every day. they'll like, they'll, they'll be a train driver and they'll just leave like the, the front car where they driving the train to go, to go take a piss. So you can't do that. But he'll just sit there and like, bro, listen, wild, yeah, like, they'll just the leave. They'll just leave for like an hour <laughs> and, and he got to, and he got to sit up and defend them. So he, even though they were dead wrong, he'll just sit up and just listen to them and then he'll go in and defend them and he'll give his everything. So just having that patience. And when it came to us raising me, when I was going through my whole little stage as far as like trying to figure out if I wanted to be like this good dude, if I wanted to be in the streets, if I wanted to talk, if I didn't want to talk, like he'd just be sitting there with me, like, talk to me. Like, mm-hmm. what is it? What can I do for you? Like, do you need anything? Can I help you? And I didn't say nothing for years. Mm-hmm. I didn't say nothing to him for years. And he just stayed with me, though. Like, even when I got kicked out the crib when I was younger, like, his door was always open. Like, whether he was home or not, like, he used to just have his door open to me. And I appreciate him so much for that because I said some wild, I said wild stuff to him all the time. I said wild stuff to him, like, yo, like, listen, like, I don't, I I used to tell him, I don't care. Like, like, I used to tell him, like, we used to, we used to have our little uh, disagreements. And it used to be, it used to be, it was a situation of what happened. So, like, I think we were uh, talking about, um, what happened? What happened? We were talking about um, just me, like, what I wanted to do in my life. Because I, I was at this crossroad at one point to where, like, I was just, like, off the rails. Mm-hmm. Like, I didn't care about nothing. Like, I, my mama was kicking me out the crib. I was just on the, I was on the street. But uh, I was there, I damn near had to wait. 
a minute for him to come get me because I get kicked out at weird hours at night, like 11 p.m. And it's like, nobody coming to get me at this point. So I'm just out here, like, trying to figure it out. But when I was uh, kind of, like, lightweight game banging, like, mm-hmm. back, back in, like, 7th, 8th grade. Like, because I got, I got, it was, it was wild because I got, I got, I got suspended. I got suspended. <laughs> Um, back in like eighth like grade, gang, what is that? I got I, I got suspended <laughs> I in eighth grade. <laughs> I got I got suspended in eighth grade because uh, the security guard had found this picture of me and some dudes throwing up GD in the bathroom. Oh. So I got suspended from school from that. And he was just like, suspended "Yo, for that? yeah, yeah." And he was just like, "Yo, what are you doing?" And for him to just really persevere and keep that same energy, keep that patience, like I'm trying to like reel you back in. I'm extremely appreciative for that. And, like, when I approach situations a day, no matter what it is, I'm always got the listening ear first. Before I'm able to judge a situation, before I'm able to react, I'm able to just be like, no, no matter how ridiculous it is, because of him, I'm able to just be like, I'm going to hear you out. Tell me everything. <laughs> that just, look. Just give me. <laughs> I can see the look. Just give, me, just give me everything that you got. I'm, I want to hear. I want to hear everything. Yo, yo, can I, can I just jump in for a second? So... It sounded like there was a little bit of hostility at one point in time yeah. when y'all was in the household. So did you and your dad ever like That's what I was get about. into yeah. it? Like yeah. ever yeah. grab you? I would have grabbed Because in my house in my household, man, my mom and I don't know, maybe it's the way mm. she was raised, but she was still trying to whoop us. Mm. When I was in high school. Mm. When I was in high school, oh, like going on junior year. So one day I'm at school, I'm listening to everybody talk. And I was like, yeah, man, my mom's still trying to beat me. He said, your mom's still trying to beat you. Mm. Oh, my mom know not to try me like that. Yeah. I grab, I take the belt from her. And so me, I ain't say nothing to nobody, but I'm listening nah, to everything they're saying. Nah, like uh, my dad like stole off me like twice before, and like after that, I was like, nah, I'm not trying him. I, I oh, he def- actually like like he stole off me like like right here, like right, oh, like, like, right here. Like he definitely chin checked me a couple times. Like I, he had me running oh, around the house t- trying to get away take. from him. That probably, probably yeah. would taste some. Yeah, like I, I never tried him because even though I was bigger than my dad by the time I was in high school, like for him to like still off me when I was like in seventh grade when I was smaller than him, mm-hmm. I was just like it's nah. a mental thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was just, at that point I was just like because he only like five seven five eight. Yeah. He only five seven five eight, so I never was just like I I was like I was five ten by the time I was in um a junior in uh, high school. So like him, I was just like, nah, I'm not gonna try. Him. That's fair. Because after you get that, yeah. after you get stole off twice, you just like yeah. you, you know what? You just no, like, I feel like you need memory. to do that. Yeah. Yeah. Muscle memory, yeah. man. Like I feel like you set the example. Yeah, and like, even if like, you bigger than them, it's just like it's it's what it stands for. Like he older than you, seventh grade. You ain't thinking about that, but you know what he capable of at this point. It's not even matter if you bigger than him. He he didn't put that into you at a young age. So now when you get older, you just know not to try him like that. Bro. Like, every yeah. son going to try their father. Mm-hmm. Every, every, every man, we men. We in the yeah. process of becoming made men. Right, exactly. So we going to try somebody. Oh, That's yeah, just natural. I, I just never did it after that. Like, well, yeah, you know what's real? Your mom, if your mom step up. My mom and tried me a couple nah, times. No, see, <laughs> see, see. Like, me, me and my OG, we tried each other 24-7. <laughs> like, it don't matter what age it was. Like, we were just at it. We were at each other's necks 24-7. And she did me. She's like, "Do what? What you gonna do? What you gonna do?" Yeah. In my face, like yeah. she, she, she face checked me. She's like, "What's yeah. on you?" My, my, my OG, my OG had the iron bat under her bed, always ready for me. Oh, I'll never forget the time she chased me through the hood with what? the iron bat. Yo, shout, shout out to your mom. <laughs> shout out your mom. Yo, so was there was there anything you kind of felt like? Because it sounded like your dad played an incremental part in your life. But was there anything that you felt like maybe? 
you learned after you left the house? Maybe that your dad didn't teach you. You wish you would have. Um, I think when it comes to things that he didn't teach me, was to actually like how to love a woman. Mm. Okay. And uh, I think one of you all hit on that today. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like he was more like my my parents are more so like they were providers. Like both of them were really like had their stuff together. So we're like. We need to keep a roof over the head. We need to keep food on the table. But like I said, I never saw them really, you know, be intimate. Like, and um, I just don't like. I never seen them like just happy, like a hundred percent, like happy. It was always some BS going on. Mm-hmm. So just really how to love a woman and how to accept love from a woman. Mm-hmm. And because um, you can love somebody, but if you don't know how to receive it fully. You become an unhappy individual. So, uh, yeah, like, that's something I'm probably going to just have to learn on my own. Because, like, my dad, my dad, like, so weird because he's always doing for somebody else. So, you really don't know if it's love mm-hmm. or if that's just the person that he is. And that's where I get it from. Like, I'm always doing for somebody else. I feel like I'm always doing for somebody else. And always trying to just, you know, make somebody feel supported and all that. And I get that from him. Mm-hmm. But it's to actually, like, love somebody, to accept love, like, I still have to work on that on my own. Mm-hmm. No, that makes a lot of sense, man. I appreciate y'all sharing, too, by the way, with all this stuff. I know some of it's personal. Um, you know, the, the connection that you have with your father is something that you really can't find anywhere else, a father and his son. So the next part, you know, just to kind of, in the podcast a little bit I want to ask y'all some questions you know just moving forward from here after we kind of talked about the things we learned and things we didn't obviously what you learn you you then later apply because we talking about the example and the advice and how you you learn from that so I guess what a, what a, um what kind of father do you feel like you would be now that your father's played that part in your life what kind of father will you be for that family and your kids and what kind of example will you set do you feel like you will um Honestly, I would be almost exactly exactly like him. Ex- almost exactly like him, almost to a T. He's uh everything that he's given me, like I feel like I've I've received and I'm 26 right now. I feel like I'm in like a very very good place right now. Oh, you got an insurance. And that's <laughs> that insurance. <laughs> Pay your own insurance now. Health, car, all that like, you gotta I, I feel health. Like, I feel like he did a great job in preparing me. Like if I, if I, if I had a son, I hopefully have want to have sons. Allegedly, may I use that? Wait, two daughters. He gonna have he gonna have three daughters. He gonna have three daughters. That's fine as well. All y'all girls. Oh, you you having sons? Yeah, no, no, I'm definitely having girls. Everybody's having. I think you want girls. I do. <laughs> Boy, that's a lot of stress. It is. It is. Well, um, if I have something like I would do, pretty much the exact same thing because I feel like I'm, I'm definitely like a, a great person. I feel like I I would be an amazing father because he was a phenomenal person, phenomenal father. So, yeah, he he uh, he gave back a lot. So I think I would take I would I would do it pretty much the exact same way because he uh when we was talking about like getting hit and stuff like he he used to like we used to get in arguments. He used to. He would, when I was smaller than him, he would like instill that. So mm-hmm. at, by the time I got his height and taller, mm-hmm. bro, it didn't matter. It I ain't gonna be no more. Yeah, yeah. It was like it was already there. Like yeah, it was just like nah, I'm like I, I, I like yo, I, I, I'm all in my head. I'm like I'll probably I could de- I definitely could, but I'm like 
Nah, like, right, nah, still, right, you right, had right, that, right, you right, had right, that right, quick flashback. Right, right. right. I'm like, nah, 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 you got it, but it's because I'm letting you get it. But mm-hmm. in the back of my head, it's like he been had it. Oh, this is real, man. He been had it. That's fair. But yeah, so I would do. I would pretty much do it the exact same way because I feel like he be. I look at myself. I'm like, damn. Not to pat myself on the back, but I'm damn good example right now. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so you feel like you'd be very proud. Yeah, absolutely. You gotta tell your kids, man, about Granddad. Facts. <laughs> quotes. Everybody got the quotes. Old quotes, right. man. I would. Uh, hey, you've been. Hey, go ahead. Before yeah, you start, start man. Quotes. Go ahead. You got another quote for us. You got another one. You did this to yourself. Wait, got another quote. Man, all right. Okay, I do got one now. Hey, you gotta name the movie it came from too. No, all right. So I don't. He said. <laughs> and he got this one from the minister. So uh, he said that. Clarify that just so all our listeners know who you're talking about. Minister. <laughs> minister Louis Farrakhan. Okay. That's who he got oh, it from. Yeah, so he said that. He said, cream went sour, never sweet again. That was more so when like, he was talking about uh, dealing with women. He was kind of saying that when it's good, then it's good. But once it go bad, it's kind of hard to get it real bad good. So sometimes that you can be dealing with somebody longer than than what it's really gonna be because you're trying to make it good again. Sometimes it might be best to just let it go. You know what I'm saying? So whether whether that's a good quote or not, you know, people can look at it how they're gonna look at it. But he would just kind of tell me that, like man, like you know, I guess somewhat in his in his mind, people don't change. So it's like, you know, if it's good, then it's gonna be good. And once it's over with, it's over with. Ain't no getting it back. It's mm-hmm. over. He was more so saying that to guard me, you know, as, as somebody who got his heart broke way back in the way. Okay. You can, like, dig yourself into a deeper hole with your heart and your feelings and all that mm-hmm. by trying to keep pushing at mm-hmm. something let, when let it just kind of over with. Mm-hmm. Let it go. Mm-hmm. Yeah, instead of letting it go. And I kind of went through that. So he always said, he just, hey, man, look, cream with sour, never sweet again. Sometimes it might be just best to let it go. If you keep driving for it, you'll keep getting your feelings hurt. Just to answer your question oh. that you originally mm-hmm. asked yeah. him about being a father, like I said earlier, my dad made it clear. It's things you're going to love about me, things you're going to hate about me. It is things I do hate about my dad because he put it out there. So I have the right to hate it since you said I can hate it. You know what I'm saying? So and even even like as like far as parenting is concerned, it's things about I like hate about his parenting style. You know, so I would, I would, in the future being a dad, I would pull everything that I loved about him parenting me. I would have to do that and then like you have to modify certain things because of like the type of children that you have mm. but I would do it yeah, like that sure. and then but as far as but but I would also not do the things that I hated by him you know I would try to find like at this point I'm starting to think about okay since I hate this I would probably do it this way mm. you know yeah, but, yeah. I would instill that with the children with my children mm. so to me and you Mr. Mr. Co-host what was, the, what was the question? So the question, and we appreciate that too. So the question is, now that we know, you know, the different things you learned from your father, the likes and the dislikes, the positive and negative, what kind of father will you be? Either one of us can go first. I'm ready when you, I'm ready. I'm trying to be like Drake out here, man. Oh, man. Pray for Adonis. Pray for Adonis. Nah, nah. Release your son on Adidas day? Nah. But um, I get smoked in a, <laughs> in, a uh, battle. in a battle. I just want my. Uh, I mean, to be honest, uh, the dad I want to be. I'm still learning what that dad looks like. Mm-hmm. Um, I know for one, I want my son or daughter 
whatever to be in touch with their emotions um i think that's always been like a struggle department for me but i don't want to be hard on my kids like the way i was brought up so you gonna whoop your kid uh i'm still debating on that like see i'm still figuring it out like that's a it's a hard question to ask especially because i'm not really thinking about you can't really right say now. it now until mm. you're in the moment yeah like it's, it's just hard it's hard to say what i would want to be but I guess just somebody, I want my kids to be in touch with their emotions. I want my kids to have an understanding of what responsibility is, understanding what it is to, um, you know, create your own ideas. I want my kids to be creative. Mm-hmm. Um, and I want to instill that in them. I want to tell them, like, there's no one way to do something. Like, you pick your own path. Mm-hmm. Like, you do what you want to do. And I will support you in everything that you do. No matter what it is. I'm going to tell you if it's stupid. <laughs> but if you feel that strongly about it, if, if me telling you it's stupid stops you from doing it, you would you didn't feel you that strongly yeah, about yeah, it in like the first place. Yep. So I just want to be the father that just really supports them in all their endeavors, yeah. anything that they all do. Yeah. yeah, like I just want to be that person. I, and I just want them to just really be in tune with themselves. Because sometimes I'm not. So again, when it comes to emotions, when it comes to, you know, just trusting your instincts, that's what I want to instill in them. Like, if it feels right, go with it. If it doesn't, don't do it. Mm-hmm. Like, I just want them to live a very comfortable life to where they can make simple de- simple decisions for themselves. Right, right, right. So, that's it, man. Like, I, I'm still figuring out what it is. So, I, I know, like, I spoke kind of vaguely about it. No, that's, that's right. But, it's still learning. but it's just that I'm still learning, like, what kind of father I want to be. Still learning, man. We all are. We all on this journey together. Mm-hmm. But uh, I guess the kind of dad that I would be is everything that I feel like my dad didn't provide. Mm. Uh, when I was growing up, what I saw, I think I would kind of want to do that. So I want, when I find a woman that I've decided, I want that to be my queen forever, raise my kids. I want to stay with that one woman for the rest of my life when I decided. I want to make you work through the conflict, through the pain, through stri- any of that stuff. Till death do us mm. part. Till death do us part. I really want to make that work. And I know that's, I have no idea what that looks like now. Obviously, I'm not a dad. I don't have a wife. Mm. Sure. But uh, mm. that's mm. what I want to do. I want to... <laughs> <laughs> not going to unpack. <laughs> I want to I wanna provide for my kids. I want to I want to encourage my kids to do the things they love to do. Uh, I don't know what kind of kid. I might have a you know, straight kids, gay kid. I, in this day and age, you just don't know. This was hard for me a while, once upon a time to accept, but now I don't care what they are. I'm just going to support my kids. I'm going to love them. I'm going to be there for them. I'm going to teach them what I did to get through life and to help them because I want to help them avoid as many you know barriers as they can to get to where they are because it's not going to be, just being a black man, it's not going to be easier you know, probably in the future. So I want to prepare them and the obstacles that I face, I want to help them maneuver around those. And then just as a man in general, like, this sense of entitlement that we seem to have these days, I'm not going to do that to my kids. I'm going to teach them that. Humble they yourself. To, they yes. have to work. Humble you, yourself, you got to work for everything that Everything you is it's, earned. Yeah. It's not going to be handed to you. Like, uh, I want my kids to know that um, it's okay, like you said, be emo- show emotional, just show emotions, but at the same time, be a man. It's a difference. You can show emotion and be a man at the same time. Break that down. It, Why it, can't it, it be one and the same? Well, I mean, well, yeah, it is one and the same. It is because, like, Emotions like you can as a man like we're still we're still people we still have emotions we still we get angry we get mm. sad we get happy it's so okay you, to let it out so you don't want them to well it sounds like you're talking about boys if I'm being yeah right. yeah, yeah, yeah I'm talking I'm talking so you about, want you don't want them to follow that narrative as far as like you got to be this tough 
Yeah, I don't want them to think that's how I grew up, and that's yeah. not that's that's so far from the truth. Mm. It's okay to let it out, mm. and then, you know, for my daughters too. <laughs> Lord, Jesus Christ, bro, I'm so scared, bro. I'm so scared. I'm so scared. I'm sorry, boys. I'm so excited. I'm accepted to a certain extent, man. I'm a hold on. If I had daughters, she better be built like a broom. She better be just trash. Be so hard to raise a daughter, man. Jeez. I don't even know what that's like because I just Big realized when I was grew up next to my sisters. How my, my parents had to go through with them, but I just want for my kids in general. I want to be there. I want to be at their games. I want to know that. I want them to know that they don't have to worry about anything like dad's going. Mommy and daddy's going to provide for y'all. Mm-hmm. We're going to be there. We're going to ask you questions, and we just want them to be able to use their words. Like some people, like. Well, yeah, some people some people don't know how to talk things out. I feel like in this society, especially with the society we're in today, you need to know how to speak. So my kids going to read. My kids going to be intelligent. They don't do nothing else. When you get in trouble, instead of spanking them probably and beating them, I'm like, look, just read the chapter 2 real quick and just tell me what that chapter was about. You can be out of punishment. It's that easy. That's how, that's how mm-hmm. I feel like uh, that's the kind of father that I would be in. So once again, man, thank you, thank you guys for like just sharing. Man, it's Father's Day. Uh, I know some of these stories are probably a lot more personal than others. Oh, but you could tell it's from the heart. You could tell it's very candid responses. I appreciate that because what I said was definitely from the heart. So, man, if you haven't called your father yet, it's not too late. Uh, actually, it is too late. It is too late. <laughs> Damn, it'll, 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 it'll be Thursday when the podcast hey, is released. And, and shame on you if you didn't call him, right? Call him again. Call him, <laughs> call him again. Call him again. But anyway, uh, once again, this is Storm Batiste. And this is B.A. Coming to you from Harlem. Hey, York. All day. hey, we want to thank our special guest. Do y'all want to drop a tag? Tell people who you are. Oh, well, you can follow me on everything at They Love They. Spell that out for for the people. T-H-E-Y-L-O-V-E-T-H-A-Y. Okay. No, I don't have any tags. Don't follow me on anything. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Bringing you everything that we think every man should know, no matter if you're white, black. Skinny or fat. These are the facts and everything that we think every man of the 21st century should know about savings investing, dating, and everything else in between. If you like the podcast, we always like some feedback. Pretty sure we're going to be on YouTube and we're going to tell you to hit the subscribe button. <laughs> but uh, Probably going to be on iTunes before YouTube. iTunes before YouTube. I'm just forward thinking. But uh, anyways, like, thank you all for joining us this week. And um, hope you all enjoyed the podcast. See you all next week.